Okay, good morning. We are on Zion Ahmed Bays. Okay, good morning, everyone. Ah, okay, today's shear should be for Fuwa Shleim, for Chai Esther, Vitila Basar, Tzipora, Chaim Lev, Ben Oriol, Itan Moshe, Chaim Ben Esther, and for Eli Nishama, for Kamil Shabin Reza, Tzivisona, Basmerav, and for Shimon Chaim Ben Itan Rivka. Okay, we are on. We are on Zion Amud Bez. Um, let's see where we are. Let me just take out my contacts. Okay. We are on the bottom. We are up to Amar Yochanan, Mishum. Rabbi Shimon, about seven lines from the bottom of Zion Amud Beis. Okay. So the Gemara says, "Amar Yochanan, Mishum, Rabbi Shimon, Rechai, Kol Kovei Makom Latfilaso Oivav Noflim Tachtav." We say that the anyone who is who makes a Makom Kavua, the uh, his enemies will fall in front of him. So Ayal, you stay where you are. It says, it says that. Um, the Gemara says, "Shenemar is the thing is the Samti Makom." Karshbarach who tells the Samti Makom Lami Yisrael, "I will place a, I will appoint a place for my people." V'shachan unatati v'shachan tachtov lo yigars od. I will establish them so they will live in a place of their own and be disturbed no more. V'leisifu bnei avla la noso kasher barishona. Nor will any sinners torment them anymore. As at the beginning, so we see that if one goes ahead and sets himself a place, a makom kavua, like a karish baruch set aside a place for us, that they will live in a in a relatively um, uh, tor- be torment free of any torment. Now, as far as the source for the uh, makom kavua, this is the the pasuk that we learned it from. But what exactly is the place where we have to go ahead and establish a makom kavua? So it's actually said. That the Rabbeinu Yonah we discussed in the past, Rabbeinu Yonah holds that in a shul one does not need, Ed, how are you? A little far back today. Um, we do not need a makom kavua, says Talmud Rabbeinu Yonah, in a shul, because the whole shul is designated as a makom tefillah. However, in a uh, base medrash, they recommend to go ahead and have a makom kavua. So, Ayal, you are justified. The Rush learns that we, even in a, in a shul, we need a makom kavua. We discussed in the past the reason. The rush. The, re- the reason. The reason why we need a makom kavua is because is because it helps us concentrate. Says the Meiri and Shul it helps us concentrate a lot better. Um, and we said earlier, if you remember, the re- we we learned this from Avram. Avram went back to the same place when he went ahead and he davened for Sodom, and then he went ahead and asked for Lot's safety. He went ahead and back to the same place that he was the day before, and that's why we see from Avram the the importance of establishing a makom kavua. Okay, the Gemara continues. Rav Huna Rami, Rav Huna says as follows. Ksiv, he asked the following question. It says in one pasuk over here, La'anoso, that if you go ahead and establish a set place for yourself, you will be free from any torment. Be from Enoi, from where we know the five Inuyim, Anyom Kippur and Tishabov will be tormented, will suffer. Ksiv, and it's in Divrei Yomim, the same pasuk says, You will not be ended, you will not be terminated. So which is it? Is it that we're davening that the Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us that you will not be tormented or that you will not be wiped out? So he says, the answer is, Rav Huna says, the difference in Psukim is one's referring to an earlier time period, Shebet Chilala Anoso. Initially, it was just to go ahead when 
um, when, when Bnei Yisrael was doing well, the only concern was being tormented. But when they started to sin, and they were already, HaKadosh Baruch was already goes there, it was already decreed that they'll be tormented, then the, the worst case scenario after that would be that they, God forbid, would be terminated, and that's what the second Pasuk is referring to. Okay. Continues. The Gemara says, It is more important to service a, a, the Torah, meaning a Talmud Chacham, Yosem Melimuda. How do you go ahead and service the Torah? By watching Talmidei Chachamim, by servicing Talmidei Chachamim, even more than learning it. Now, what is the reason for this? We'll see this in one second. There are multiple answers. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, by Elisha. Uh, po Elisha ben Shafat, Asher Yotzak Maimadei Eliyahu. We know that Elisha was a Talmud of Eliyahu. And it doesn't say that he went and he learned from Eliyahu, even though he did. It says that he poured water on him, which means that he was Mishamashim. He took care of his physical needs. He serviced him. And Loman Lo Nemar doesn't say that he learned from him. Ela Yotzak, that he poured water on Eliyahu. Milamid Shegidula Shimusha Yosem Milimuda. We see from here that servicing the Torah and learning from the Torah is more important than learning from the Torah. There's a Gemara in Brachos Daf Mem Zayin Obeis. We'll get to there. It's a very easy way to remember because the Gemara there discusses. I always like mnemonics, so you can always sound uh, intelligent and quote the source of each Gemara. So the mnemonic for this one is Brachos Mem Zayin. Mem Zayin is the beginning of Mazon, and there it talks about Zimun, which you, on Berachos Mazon you make a Zimun. So Brachos Mem Zayin, the Gemara there discusses. You're not allowed to make a Zimun with Ame Aretz, any Ame Aretz, and the Gemara gives. Multiple explanations. What is the definition? What is an Amaretz? So to read the Gemara there, it says, Rabbishua Omer, Tonara Banon Ezu Amaretz. Since it brought in the concept, if you're not allowed to have a Zimun, you can't make a party of three or ten when you're benching. If it includes an Amaretz, the Gemara goes, define what an Amaretz is. So the Gemara gives the following examples. It says, Tonara Banon Ezu Amaretz, Kosheinu Karakriyashma Arvisashachris. The first example is someone who doesn't read Kriyashma morning at night. Someone who doesn't go ahead and affix a mezuzah on his doorpost is considered a, a, um, a Amaretz. The third one, someone who doesn't wear a tzitzis on his four-corner garment. Fourth opinion, fifth, and, the, and there's another one, one goes ahead and brings children to this world was not mechanic them properly. And last but not least, even if he is learned and he reads Kriyat Shema, someone who is not Mishamish, someone doesn't service, a Talmud Chacham is considered an Amaretz. So we see the important importance of going in and being Mishamish Shetam HaChacham. So what exactly, why would we say that it's more important to be Mishamish Shetam HaChacham than learning Torah? So the Vilna Gon says very, very simply, in order to go ahead and learn, to Pasch and Shilas, one has to go ahead and learn Shas. You have to learn through four books of Shulchan Aruch, the Torah Shulchan Aruch, the Mishnah Beruah. You have to know God's Torah. But when you see a Talmud Chacham and you see his action, he already went through all of that and now you're seeing the finished product. So you can learn from his actions directly. You don't have to go through the whole process, laborious process of going through uh, the whole Gemara and Halacha. You see the finished product. I always tell my kids, Hashem, we've, because we live in Boca Raton and the amazing programs we have here, we're Zohar to have many, many Gedolim here. And Baruch Hashem, we've had many uh, at our Shabbos meals. I always tell my kids, watch how they, how they make Kiddush. Watch when they wash on Tila Sedaim. I know a lot of the Rabbanim have very different, uh, the Gedolim have different Minhagim when they wash for Tila Sedaim. When they repeat Kriya Shema, do they say just Kriya Shema, do they say all the brachos with Kriya Shema at the table? It's very interesting, so you can really learn a lot. The Meretz Chayus adds, he says that seeing something visual, is much, it takes much more of a root. It, it's, it makes more of a, much more of an impression than when you hear something. So that's why <clears throat> it's so important. Well, actually, the, uh, the Mishnah in Perkei says, Shalom HaMedrash Ikar El I think it's in Perak Aleph, 
it says that the medrash is not, but actually the actions. And we lead to actions by going ahead and seeing other people, we can mimic their actions. So, servicing, is that the same as giving tzedakah to a yeshiva or something like that? That's a little different. Tzedakah is, is also important, but actually taking care of the... That's, a, that's not from this, but yeah, there's a, certainly a, a tremendous mitzvah in being marvelous Torah and, 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 and being a, you know, supporting uh, Torah institutions, but not necessarily from being mishamesh the Torah in this sense. In this sense, it's actually talking about the source. And not greater than. So I asked actually Rav Shachter really, how do you prioritize tzedakah? That's a separate question. He, he, mentioned, he mentioned that um, Rav Moshe Feinstein, when I asked him, he was here at Shavuos a couple years ago, he said to me that Rav Moshe was asked at a convention how to prioritize tzedakah, and he said that at that time, he said two-thirds should go to Torah institutions. So I asked Rav Shachta, what about during COVID, when there's so many more anim, unfortunately, almanos, and the widows, and people who lost jobs, he said it probably doesn't, the, the percentage probably switched today, he thought, but at that time, this was, obviously, Rav Moshe passed away, I think, in 1986, it was Nifter. So we're talking about years ago, but it was actually a Torah Masorah convention. Um, but ask your local rabbi how to prioritize. I'm certainly not in a position to... Uh, to uh, ask our Moradasra of Goldberg. Okay. Um, it's interesting, by the way. How does the, the Navi refer to Yoshua? Mishares Moshe. It calls him Mishares Moshe. The Gros says that the, his title was, Yoshua was the servant or the servicer, so to speak, of Moshe. Not the Talmud of Moshe, but the Mishares Moshe. So we see the critical importance of being Mishamish Torah. And we know that Torah is just not about. <clears throat> Um, learning and regurgitating facts. We know it's an Eitz Chaim, but it's a Torah Chaim, it's a living Torah, and you see it every day, how it's observed by the Gedolim, and it impacts on you. Obviously, it makes a much longer, uh, much longer, uh, brings about much longer results uh, in the person seeing it than just learning it. Obviously, you need both. It's the Mishamish Torah, it doesn't take the place of learning, but obviously, they work in unison and they uh, complement each other. Okay. Weiter. Gemara says, it's a fascinating topic. How come you did not come to Minyan today? How come you're not coming to Daman and Shul? <clears throat> so Rav Nachman answers to Rav Yitzchak, I wasn't able to, I feel weak, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I'm sick. I wasn't able to make it today. So Rav Yitzchak says back to Rav Nachman, Why don't you just go ahead and gather ten people and daven in your home? We know that one is allowed to daven in their home. Um, we saw that the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, if you're not able to make it to Shul, you daven at home. So, But there's still better to daven with a minion at home. If you're not able, because you're weak or you're tired, you can't make it to Shul, at least call nine neighbors and have a minion. It was kind of a big bother for me to go ahead and to have to go ahead and bring, uh, gather ten people. So So why don't you go ahead and bring a, a tell the the chazan? When you are going ahead and davening in shul, the, the chazan or someone from the shul, gabai. Oh, good question. Was it for him or for the other people? We'll see. Very good, very good. But maybe the gabai of the seven forty-five minion should go around telling people when they're davening. <laughs> So, Amrle doesn't just mean the Chazin, uh, Ayal. Amrle, my Kule Hai, why do I need to do all this? I really need to go ahead and, uh, and I need to be told when they're davening in, in Shul, what's the great Mile if I daven the same time when they daven in Shul? So, Amrle, the Amr Shimbari this is why this was brought in, because there's another one of the statements of Yochanan. And that is, my Dechsev, what does the Pasuk Tehillim in Tehillim and David says, Va'anisafilasi lecha Hashem, Esratzon. And it says, when is my Tefillah? 
uh, listened to during a time of Ace Ratzon, during a time of uh, when it's an Ace Ratzon, it's a fortuitous time of, from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Amosai Ace Ratzon, what is this time that's an Ace Ratzon, a fortuitous time that a Kaddish Baruch Hu answer our tefillos? At a time when the Tzibor is davening. Interesting, by the way, what, how do we learn from here that you can daven, again, this Pasuk is being brought in to teach us that you can daven at home when they're davening in a Tzibor. So it says, Davin says, my tefillah It doesn't say our tefillah. It says, my tefillah is being heard. When is it an Esratzon? My tefillah will be heard. When, when people are davening in shul. We're going to get to discuss it a little more in a second, but there's a couple of interesting points I wanted to point out. We're going to discuss in a, quite, in a minute about the importance of davening with a, with a tzibor. But I want to uh, just bring out one, one interesting point. We say, We say that um, this concept of time that a Kaddish Baruch Hu has a, has a um, sort of a fortuitous time, the, the Vilna Gon says, I don't understand, the Kodesh Baruch is well beyond time. Time is not a parameter that he goes by. Time was invented for us. T- Hashem is beyond time. So what it means is, when it says in Ace Ratzon, says the Vilna Gon, it's talking about when we change. We spoke about yesterday, when you do tshuva and you change, you're a different person, you change your name. It's talking about it's a fortuitous time for us. When we are doing mitzvot, it's fortuitous. When we're doing averos, it's not fortuitous. But it's not referring to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that he, it's a fortuitous time for him, meaning in his day... He doesn't have a day, but in his day, it's, uh, all the time is the same. Why, why do you say that? By Bilam, the famous thing, he would help him. For 158-888th of a second. Yeah, but again, it, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. In, in the Shulchan Aruch says in Arachayim, in Simon um, 292. So let's see. So it'd be Kufresh, uh, Reish, Reish Tzadi Beis. He says as follows. He says, and the Shochanach says this thing about Shabbos Menchan. It says, Omrim Ashrei Volatzion Vanis Filasi. That's the whole beginning. It's quoting the Torah. That in Shabbos Mincha, we say Ashrei Volatzion and we say the Pasuk Vanis Filasi before we take out the, the, uh, the Torah. Mm-hmm. Listen to what the Mishnah Brewer says there. He says, Vanis Filasi says in the Mishnah Brewer there, Hu Apia Medrash Amar David. This is based on the Medrash that David said this Pasuk Nekadish Barcha, Ribono Shalom. Ein Omazuko. Our look how great the Bnei Israel is, not like the Umas Olam. Mm-hmm. They go ahead and they get drunk and they go ahead and they they fill their bodies with good food and they go ahead and do their worldly endeavors. But after a Shabbos lunch, especially the way we cook today with a good cholent and a, and, and a good kishka, and we have a good Shabbos lunch and we have a few shots of, of alcohol and we're we're labidic, we go ahead and we come back to Mincha and we say Vanis Filasi. We come back and Davin. That's the Medrash that says why we specifically say it at Mincha to show the difference between us and the Umasa Ulam. Interesting. There's a. Let's finish this topic and then we're going to get to about Tfila B'Tzibor. There's so much to say about Davin with a minion. Let's just go back a little more and then we'll, we'll, we'll take a little tangent. Rabbi Yossi says. <clears throat> How do we know that it's important to daven at the same time, even if you are not davening in shul, it's still very important to daven at the same time that they're davening in seaboard, still a mila, you feel as more in kabel. It's more acceptable by Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yossi, Rabbi Chanina, Omar Mehocha, from the following Pasuk. Kor Hashem, Hashem says, Be'es ratzon inisicha, during a, a fortuitous time, um, I will answer you. Rabbi Yacha, Rabbi Chanina, Omar Mehocha, from the following Pasuk. Hain el kabir v'lo yimas, the Pasuk says in, in Eov, Behold, Hashem does not despise uh, masses or the numerous, 
on numerous grounds. Afterwards, he redeemed my soul in peace. Um, when David Amalek was with Melcham and there was a lot of people, he was giving Shavach to Kodesh Baruch and saying, the only reason I was answered during these battles because a lot of people were with me. So I was answered personally because I was in the context or in the, in the uh, so to speak, the, uh, the shelter of many people. And we see from here that if you daven on your own, when, they, when, they, when they're davening in shul, it's certainly much more important. I want to get to <clears throat> how important it is to daven b'tzibah. We saw that uh, Nassan wasn't, uh, he answered of Yitzchak, I'm a little bothered. Well, the question was whether, it was, as Ayal pointed out, was it a bother to me? Was it a bother? I didn't want to bother other people. We know that davening with a minion is certainly a, a chiyuv. The question is to what extent? So what is the source for davening with a minion? <laughs> so we know that when Avram went ahead and was trying to daven on behalf of Sodom, he was pleading 50, 40, 30, keep going down. And the Baruch says, I will not destroy them, Bavor Asara. If there are 10 people near, you have my word, I will not destroy them. Says the Ibn Ezra right there in Bracious, in Parak Yudches, he says that this is the source. If, if a community is defined as 10 people, based on this interaction with Avram and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we should, there should be no less of a community when we daven. And therefore he says, this is the source where we get that Tefillah B'tzibor is 10 people. It says the Ibn Ezra. The Rambam actually codifies this, and listen to what the Rambam says, the importance of davening with a minion. This is in Hilchos Tefillah, Perches Halacha Aleph. He says, Tefillah Satsibor Nishmas Tamid. Tefillah Satsibor is always more acceptable to Kaddish Baruch Hu. V'afilu ha'yubin chotim, even if intermingled among the ten are some sinners, e'in ha'kaddish baruch hu mo'es b'tfilasan shal rabim. As we just saw, ha'kaddish baruch hu never turns down. He's not disgusted by a public prayer. L'fichach, therefore, tzarech adam l'shatif imu atzmo metzibor. A person should always make every opportunity, take every, uh, make every uh, effort to go ahead and join the tzibor. V'lispalol b'yachit kol zaman sh'yachol l'spalol l'metzibor. Don't go ahead and say, if I can't go, uh, it's okay, I'm, I'm missed one day. We saw Kaddish Baruch Hu says that if a person comes, we saw a daf earlier, that if someone comes regularly to shul and he misses one day, Kaddish Baruch Hu sort of uh, calls him on his iPhone and says, where are you? Kaddish Baruch Hu is waiting and disappointed. So we see the importance. Doesn't, doesn't that contrast the Chumash that says righteous people, ten righteous people? Yes, so th- that's because he was going to save them. Uh, but the fact is that there's still a community, right? There we're talking about specifically righteous people. Here we're just talking about uh, the concept of community and what defines a, a minion. Ulaolam says the Rambam. Person should always get up early. and stay late. The time where the tefillah is heard the most is in shul. Anyone who has a shul in his community. Ve'eno mispalalbo, and does not go ahead and daven in the shul, imatzibor nikva shachnera, is considered a bad neighbor. Ramosha says in his uh, Igris Moshe that it is a chovas derabaran, it's a rabbinic obligation to go ahead and daven with a minion. So the question is, how far does one have to go to go ahead and daven with a minion? So before I go through the different examples, I was just speaking with Dr. Michelle a couple minutes ago, I was turned on to a sefer by Ray Rosner, Chashuk Echemen or Yitzchak Zilberstein, he asked the following question related to this Gemara. Rav Nassim says, I don't want to be bothered, so to speak. I don't want to be bothered by going to shul. So he brings a scenario where your neighbor, 10 minutes left to go on Shabbos, and your neighbor is out fixing his uh, front, front light. He's not, he's not from, and he's fixing his front light, obviously doing malacha and doing muks on Shabbos, doing malacha on Shabbos, and this is the Raisa. And, he, and you tell him, you know what, I'm an I'm a, uh, electrician, I can fix that for you. 
but I have to go to Marv. Do me a favor, wait a little bit. I'll be back. I'm going to Shul. I'll be back. But don't do this now. Don't be Michal Shabbos. I'll come back, and after, Shul, after Shabbos is over, I'll fix a few. The guy says, I, I can't. I need it done right after Shabbos, but you're going to Marv. By the time you walk to Shul and come back, it'll be a half hour. And I don't really want to wait the half hour. So what's your obligation now? We know that you, we don't say, we say, we say that you, it's not, we learned before, that's not, we don't tell someone, you sin so the other, your other friend can benefit. Here you're not actually sinning, you're not doing an Avera, but you're missing Minyan. So is it better for you to stay home and Davin Mariv at home, so at the 10 minute mark when Shabbos is over, you'll go ahead and do the Malacha for your neighbor because you're saving him from Chil Shabbos, it's a Malacha Daraisa. Or should you go ahead and say, listen, my obligation to come first, I offered him, I said, I'll come back, it'll be 20 minutes later. So what he says, actually, miss Mariv with a minion, stay home and Davin, so that, still Davin, obviously, Davin at home, because we see from this Gemara that if it's a Tircha, it's not so critical to go ahead and Davin with a minion, and the Tircha is that you're saving someone from Chil Shabbos. So a contemporary question, maybe today it'd be if someone's fixing his car, I don't know, he needs to, the second shop is over, he needs to bolt out for a date, whatever it is. So it's an interesting question how he applies this Gemara, only Rav Zilberstein will be able to think of something like this, but he applies the Gemara to modern day contemporary uh, questions. Fascinating question. Okay, so we know the importance of Dominion Dominion. There are certain exceptions, and I looked into this because my brother Donnie asked me a few, a couple of weeks ago here, I didn't know the answer, so I looked into this. So there's certain exceptions to Davin Minyan. So if, let's go through. I, I found six or seven that I'd rather I, important to discuss. One, it's forbidden to Moshe Paskins that if one is going to stay lit, up late at night for Mishmar, so late that even with a chavrusa, he's learning till one two in the morning, and it's going to cause him to oversleep in the morning, and miss Minyan, he should not have the chavrusa at night. Meaning, go to sleep uh, at a time where you can reliably get up and make it to Minyan. Don't go ahead and learn late and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a tzaddik, I'm tamachacham, I'm, I'm being koveitim, I'm learning until 2 in the morning and I'll sleep till 10 o'clock the next morning. So, so says Rav Moshe. He also poskins, he says as follows, even if one can concentrate better at home, he still must daven with a minion as long as you can concentrate enough in shul to understand the perish amilim, the simple understanding of the words. You're not going to have the highest level of kavana. There's cell phones going off, there are people talking. But as long as you can understand the perish, the, the, the simple understanding of the words, better to daven in shul, even though your kavana is, is higher if you daven at home. Now, we know also that the Mishnah Bura says that wearing tefillin for Kriyashma and Shemot Nesrei in the morning trumps tefillah b'tzibor. So if you're going to have a choice, you're not going to be able to daven. Let's say you daven at home, you get someone's tefillin afterwards. We discussed this, if you remember, by Marv, the difference between tefillah b'tzibor and Marv, with the Berchos Kriyashma in order versus in the morning. But here we're saying that if you're not going to have tefillin for Kriyashma and, and Shemot Nesrei, and if you wait for someone else, you're gonna have. You're gonna miss tefillah with a minion. Better to daven bechidus with the with the uh, with the with the um, with tefillin. Sorry for kriyashma and shachlis. That that is the psak of the Mishnah Berurah. It's quoted in, in the name of Avla Yashiv. I'm hesitant to say this because it's quoted in his name, but just in a, in a sefer. If davening with a tzibor will cause a monetary loss, one may daven alone. Um, with the assumption that if you, with the understanding, I should say, that if it's just going to delay a profit, then that does, that's not a hetar. In other words, if you can get deducted, you have a regular salary and you're going to be deducted from your paycheck because you come an hour late, you can miss Tefillah B'tzibor, says Rebbe Yashiv. But if it means that you're going to miss a deal, potential profit for that, you cannot go ahead and miss Tefillah B'tzibor. 
Now, this is what my brother asked me. He said, so he's correct, that one who regularly davens Vasikin, says the Be'er Alacha, and you wake up one morning in a new town, you daven Vasikin regularly, and there's no minion, you still can daven Vasikin, even though there's no minion. So there's certain things that trump a, a, a minion. And this is one, a fascinating one, especially during Yeshiva week. How far must one travel for a minion? How far do you have to go? Jack is nodding, right? It's practical. My, my, my kids always tell me how many miles they drive when they're in Oh, so what's the answer? So what's the answer? So good, that's Sadiqim. If they're driving an hour and a half, don't stop them. It's just question is whether they're obligated. So the Mishnah Bureau says as follows. If the closest minion is 18 minute, uh, 18 minute walk or more, you're putter, meaning you're exempt from Tefillah B'Tzibor. The, 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 obviously the contemporary uh, application that would be if, you're, if you travel in your car regularly and it's less than 18 minutes, you're obligated to go. So if it's more than 18 minutes, you're driving more than 18 minutes out of your way each way, um, then you don't have to go. It's not that you shouldn't go. Of course you should go. But that seems to be the cutoff. And the Igros Moshe, Moshe Feinstein Paskins like this as well. And one last fascinating um, application is brought down by Shlomo Zaman's Orbach's, Shlomo Zaman Orbach's uh, Chuvas, and he says as follows. If one has to leave work at a certain time, has to, leave, has to be at work at a certain time, and you have two options. You can daven with a slower minion, and miss part of davening, or you can daven with a faster minion, have less kavana, but you'll finish the davening on time, what, what's better? So Shlomo Zalman says that it's better to daven with a slower minion, have more kavana, even if it means on Mondays and Thursdays, you will miss Kriya Satora. Wow. So, yeah, so it's an important application. So again, if... And then you have no problem. First of all, 915 starts 920, 925. It's, it's, it's uh, is it, is it not Yakish time. Is it preferable that if you're traveling and there's no show in the country? In the country? Where, where are you going? Indonesia. Okay. So, so you dive the seek in there. Like, yeah, sure. Yes, yes. Because then you have something to rely on, of course. Yeah, 100%. Because then even if you had a minion, you don't necessarily... I don't... I don't, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, okay, so now we'll make sure you have to I'm know... Not, the, I'm not saying go there. No, no, I'm saying, but... No, no, not, there's a Chabad there. There is. There is. Now, by the way, I, f- I forgot. I forgot to mention. I mentioned the Chashuk Echemet. There's a famous Chashuk Echemet. We forgot to mention already by by um, by Makom Kavua, and that is especially again also very applicable to this week. You come to shul in the morning and you find someone is in your Makom Kavua. What do you do? Oh, kick him out. Kick him out. <laughs> Says Dr. Brookstein, who has the power of the rav behind him. I mean, easy for you to say. Your membership won't be revoked. Did you read Rabbi Goldberg's? Uh, <laughs> did you read his his, his, uh, <clears throat> his bulletin this week in the in the BRS Weekly? So <clears throat> you don't have to answer that. I don't get you in trouble. So basically, he says, "Do you go ahead and look? There's a mitzvah to go ahead and sit in my makom kavua." The Meiri says you can go ahead and have more kavana. We saw here that that you're you're like considered like Avram Avinu. Uh, you're a tzaddik like Avram if you have a makom kavua. So what is the answer? Do you go ahead and say politely? It doesn't mean you throw a tomato at him and say, "Get out of my seat." You go ahead and ask him nicely, or does Hachnasas Orchem, or possibly even Ahavas Hager, loving the stranger? Oh, beautiful, thank you. Switch seats, come here, come here, sit next to me. The Magad Avram says, as long as, you, so what, obviously we all, despite what Dr. Bruxton said with tongue in cheek, um, we don't kick him out. I said tongue in cheek. One thing to love a Gare is another thing to love a New Yorker. Oh. Where are you from? Okay. So, so the, the answer is, as we suspected, the Chashuk Efemet says, obviously do not kick him out for a couple of reasons. One, you're an Anus. It's beyond your control. Number two, 
Um, as the Magen Avram says, as long as you're within Dalin Amos, exactly what you said, as long as you're in the same area, and it's true, if you're used to diving one area, and you, you sit, correct, right, if you're sitting over, like, you know, in a different aisle, and then 15 rows back, it's a different view, and your mind starts to wander, oh, maybe I should start to sit here, whatever it is, if you're in a regular area, and you're Makum Kavua, then uh, it's, if you're within Dalin Amos, the Magen Avram says you're fine, and that would be a, uh, that would be valid, you should not kick out you, the person, okay. That applies to learning and school, or just... You and I all take that out outside. Okay. <laughs> so, no, so actually, the Rabbeinu Yon, it would apply the same thing, but Tabina Rabbeinu Yonah says you don't need a Makum Kavu on Shul because the whole Shul is designated already, but but he does say for a base Medjish, you, you should have a Makum Kavu. Okay. But you don't have to kick somebody out. Okay, next, Alan. <laughs> okay, the Gemara continues. We have a following Bryce of Nassan Omer Minayin Shein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mois B'tfilasan Shalarabim. We were just discussing that Akash Baruch Hu does not go ahead and he's not disgusted by a tefillah with multiple people there, a, a, a community-wide uh, uh, davening. Shinemar hein el kabir v'loyimas. We just discussed this pasuk. Siv padol b'shalom nafshi mikrav li brings the same psukim. For Amar Akash Baruch Hu kol haosek b'atora of the gemilas chasadim. Anyone who was involved. Listen to the three that he picks out. Kola Osek Batora, Gmilas Chasodim, Umispalo Lematsibor, Maala Ani Alav. I consider it as if Kilo Pedaani Li Ulavanai Mibain Umas Olam, as if you redeemed me, says the Kaddish Barcho. You, the individual who involves himself in all these three things, it's as if you redeemed me uh, from the Umas Olam. Anyone know what these three things are referring to? And does this ring a bell? Does this seem familiar to anyone? This is Perkei Avos, right? Yeah, right, right. Second. Oh. On the, thank you, Jack. Exactly. Right? Torah of Avoda, and we know Avoda, Ezu, Shevoda, Shebelev, the first Daf and Tainus tells us, so we know these three things, these are the three pillars. Kodesh Baruch says, if you do these three things, you will re, it will be as if you redeemed me from amongst the nations. A fascinating comment. Okay, Viter. Amoresh Lakish, Komishi Yishlo, Beis Knesses, Beiro, anyone who has a shul in his house, um, and does not go ahead and enter there. Sorry, sorry, what did I say? In his house? Beis Knesset Biro has a house in the city, but does not go daven there. He is called a bad neighbor. We saw the Rambam bring this down because <coughs> you consider Shachin Rav Kadosh Baruch Hashanemar, Karamar Hashem, Al Kol Shechene Haram, concerning all my evil neighbors, neighbors, Hanogim Benachala. Who, who damaged the inheritance that Shenchalti is Ami Yisrael that I have caused my people to inherit, and this is referring to a a base Knesset, which we know is the Nachla of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Below Od Elisha Gorim Golus Lo Levanov, he actually causes he actually causes Golus to his to him and his children. Shenemar Hinini No Shami Alad Masam. Behold, I am uprooting them from my land, says Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Base Base Yehuda, including even the house of Yehuda. I will uproot them and put them in Golos. <coughs> so obviously a strong statement. Uh, we all have a uh, shul in our city uh, on the circle, so uh, we have little excuse. Okay, this is a fascinating comment. They told to Rabbi Yochanan, these Talmudian came over to him and said, you know, there are these elderly people in Bavel, and which is in itself a, a, a strange and perplexing statement, but Tama, Rabbi Yochanan, then became perplexed for Omar. How is it possible that there are people who are living to an old age in Bavel? Because the Pasuk says, after all, because the Pasuk says in the end of Shema, it says, in order that the days of their children and their children's 
that their days and their children's days, al ha'adama, that they'll have lengthy days, al ha'adama, ksiv. What is adama? Adama is referring to Eretz Yisrael, meaning that longevity and long life is promised. Arichas Yamim is promised in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutz Laaretz, not in Bavel. Avabachutz Aretz Lo, but not in Chutz Laaretz. Kevan the Amrila, but so they said to him, we understand your question, it's a valid question from the Pasuk, but I will tell you the secret. The secret is, these people are going early in the morning. These tamidei chachamim who have in Bavel, they're going to the uh, the batekinesios and the batemidrashos early in the morning, and they're staying there till late at night. So Amar this is what's helping them live a long life. Just as Rabbi Shua ben Levi told his children, Kadimu v'chashichu v'ailu l'beikanishna, get up early and stay late in the shuls. Kihechi desarchu chai, in order that you should live a long life. We'll get back to the statement in a second. Amr of Acha. Okay, so let, let's stop here. So, what what is the statement? What is what is so perplexing here? What what is this? What's going on between uh, Rabbi Yochanan and his Talmidim? Why of all people would they pick Rabbi Yochanan? Can anyone, I can't see. What, what time is it there? It's when Okay, so this is a perfect way to end. Beautiful thought. So, why would they tell Rav Yochanan? You know, Rav Yochanan, don't worry. There are people who are living long. In, in, it's a very weird statement. There are people who are living long to their old age in, in Bavel. If you remember, Rav Yochanan, we discussed... Children. Oh, beautiful. We discussed back in Davhei by uh, Yisur and Shalava, anyone, any Talmud Chacham, any Tzaddik who was getting these, uh, these afflictions out of love from HaGadosh Baruch Hu, was very downtrodden, Rav Yochanan would come and say, this is the bone of my 10th child. I lost 10. I get you're getting Surin Shalava, it's not fun, but if anyone can go ahead and be Mechazek you, and go Menachem you and give you Chizok, it's me. I, here's the bone of my 10th child. We saw back in there that Rav Yochanan had an 11th child, Rav Masna, and he sent that child, the Gemara says, to the base Medrash of Shmuel in Bavel. And the thought process of, of Rav Yochan at the time was Mishana Maka, Mishana Mazal. If I'm going to go and change the surroundings of my son, maybe he'll live a much longer life. So this was a divrei nechama to Rabbi Yochanan. You should know that even if they're in Eretz Yisrael, this is the Ben Yehoyada, the Ben Yishchai says, the Ben Yishchai says, Ben Yehoyada says that this is what they were telling him. It wasn't a, a pallet. They were coming to say, we just came back. We have amazing news to tell you. We know you just, you just sent your last son to learn in Bavel. And you were worried that because all Rahman Salan, all ten of your sons died at a premature age. If the father's wa- father's alive and all ten kids, they all died early. And you were nervous: should I send them to Bavel? Should I not send them to Bavel? I have to change his surroundings. I need to change the luck. Mishana Makam, Mishana Mazam. And you're worried about this pasuk that only promises Arichas Yomim and Eretz Yisrael. We just came back from Bavel, and we saw that those who go early and come late to the base Knesses, including the base Medrash, live long. You should know you made the right decision. There's nothing to worry about. And Mitzvah, he'll live a long and prosperous life. We'll pick up tomorrow. Have an amazing day.